Hey, welcome in once again. We know you have a lot of choices when it comes to spending your time. And for you to spend time with us, we really appreciate it. Welcome in to Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International. And Julie Caraccio is an award-winning professional life organizer, author, and certified life coach, plus a podcaster like myself. In this talk, she enlightens you on why you need to not let anything stop you if you have a dream. So without further ado, let's get into it. Women Really Mean Business presented by Athena International starts now. Welcome to Women Really Mean Business presented by Athena International, the podcast that tells you the story of how women are impacting business one guest at a time. Now here's your host, Jeff Bolitnikoff, with another successful woman and her unique business journey. Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International. I'm Jeff Blitnikoff, and welcome to the show. You know, it's always fun for me to interview guests on a weekly basis, but it's particularly fun when I get to interview a fellow podcaster. But uh, Julie Caraccio is, she is more than a podcaster. In fact, she's an award-winning professional life organizer organizer. I had trouble last time saying this is this. Hey, by the way, podcast listeners, the second time I tried that and I started over, Julie was kind enough to let me start over one time on that. But you know what? I'm going to, I'm not going to take the mulligan this time. She's also an author, certified life coach, and she hosts the popular self-help podcast, Clear Your Clutter inside and out. Julie, how about that for an intro? What do you think? (laughs) Hey, you know what? Thank you. First of all, I wish I had your voice because you have the great podcaster voice and it's all about keeping it real and that's what you're doing. But you know, when you you think about our space, the podcasting space, and is there really a particular voice? I mean, I know I have a good radio voice. In fact, some smart Alex have said I've got a good face for radio, and I'm not sure about <laughs> what to think about that. But uh, is there really, and you just spoke of authenticity, is there really kind of that booming announcer voice? Is that really the norm anymore? Or is it really just making that real connection with the audience? And by the way, thank you for the compliment. Oh, you're more than welcome. I believe it's completely about connecting with the audience. That's really what it's about. And I bet you hear this, but what I consistently hear from people who tune in is you keep it real. I share my struggles. And so I don't put myself as some guru on a mountain. I say, okay, here's what I've struggled with. And here's what I found works. Absolutely. So let's, uh, I gave a brief bit of your bio there, but as frequent listeners know, I like my guests to have the floor at the beginning and the end of the podcast. So if you could expand on what brought you to this point, I'd love to hear it. The point with business? Yeah, absolutely. How did you get to be a, well, first of all, I mean, it's, you have an interesting mix. You're a life organizer, author, and certified life coach, as I as I had said at the top of the interview. And that's a that's a really, really cool mix. I'd just love to see and hear from you how you arrived at all of that. Well, the first thing is I celebrate 10 years in July. I know that this will air probably past that, but that's a really exciting and something I'm proud of. And what happened was I had moved from Los Angeles to Raleigh, where I currently live, and I was in a horrible job. And I'm grateful for it every single day because it was so horrible. And sadly, it was in a nonprofit run by women. And I said to myself, what could I do that I'd be successful doing, 
and that I'd enjoy and that I'd make a difference. And so I came up with organizing. I'm like, people are always telling me I'm uptight and well, let's put it to good use. And prior to starting my business, I would help people get organized. I'd just say, come on, I know you're organized, come help me. And so I started, when I first started my business and it was named Healing Through Organization. And then kind of as I moved along, I had this aha moment and I was working with a client and she said to me, will you just listen to me? And I said, you're the client, we'll do whatever you want. And so it ended up being a coaching session. But at the same time, I really realized it was significant to clear your clutter. And at the same time, simultaneously, I'm doing an internet TV show called Reawaken Your Brilliance, where I'd interview people. And so as all this is going on, I'm like, ah, it's for me, it's really about clearing the clutter. And so when we clear our clutter, we can create the life that we desire. And so as I expanded, I thought, you know what, you got to get certified in life coaching because that's really a part of your job as you clear clutter and get organized. And then what's really important to me too is that supporting people and learning self-awareness and learning awareness just as their place in life. How do you make yourself a better person? And so that's something that I'm really passionate about. And I think in business, what I've learned is it's important to follow your heart and kind of be able to go with the flow. I've expanded what I've done. I've started doing end of life planning organization because if you've prepared for death, you can fully live your life. So as I've expanded and grown and become passionate about other areas, it's been reflected in my business. There's so many things to dig into. I think the first thing I'd like to tackle is when you are advising a client on clearing their clutter, and I'm sure every story is different, every client Mm -hmm. is different, but what are some of the things, the common strings, if you will, that kind of hold it all together? What are you seeing more often than not when you're helping people clear clutter out of their lives? Well, some of the biggest challenges for people are letting go of memories, right? Because we kind of get it confused that our memories are in the objects, but they're not in the objects. They're in our heart and in our head. The other thing that I have found in my work, and I definitely attract this type of client, is whatever's going on the inside, Jeff, is reflected on the outside. So if we have a physical area that's got a lot of clutter, in addition to tackling the physical items, I'm going to say, well, let's look at how is our emotional mental state, how are our relationships, and work on clearing that clutter because as you clear the inner, you clear the outer and vice versa. And I'm a little bit different in that way than a lot of people that do this work, but that's something that's really important. And, you know, for me, if you... Have respect for yourself. If you know you're good enough, you're worthy and you're loved, then that's a really good starting point because I think a lot of things can be boiled down to that. And when you accept that and embrace that, then you're able to clear your clutter. It's interesting you say that because you're right. The clutter will come back if you don't fix yourself Mm -hmm. on the inside. And so what are some of those inside things that you've seen commonly or what are some common things I should say that people have to clear out of their inside before they can clear out their physical space? Well, mental clutter, such as I know, especially for women that run their own business, are in business. How many of you out there listening are like, oh my gosh, I have a monkey mind going on because there's always something to do. Or if you're an executive, you know, your to-do list probably never ends. And so being able to step off 
of that treadmill of monkey mind and be like, okay, how can I have a deep breath and find peace of mind? So, and it's, or it's anxiety, worrying about the future. Well, you have no control of the future. So what can we do in the present moment? What can we do right now? Because there's a lot of stuff we can't control, but we can control how we think, feel, and what we say. And so becoming more present. I think a lot of times I've also found that women do is they compare. Well, I'm not at the same place she is as an entrepreneur. Why is that? Why I'm less than? No, you're on a different path. Just because you're in a different place doesn't mean you're less than or more than. And so getting out of that spiritual clutter of comparing yourself. I think that's a really good point too. And how do you advise and coach people to put those blinders on? And I even, I even fall victim to that myself because one of the podcasts I love is Entrepreneur on Fire by John Lee Dumas. And while I don't have access to their stats, I know they've probably got millions of downloads and this podcast is, it's growing. And, but naturally you want to compare yourself to the successful podcast. So I sometimes fall into that trap. So what are some things that you advise people to do as far as being on a different entrepreneurial journey and being able to put the blinders on in their lives? Because I think this would be an interesting question for uh, me to know. Absolutely. Well, one, I would say focus on what you you have done. So, and here's a good example. So you're doing this awesome podcast and you have people listening and I've listened. I enjoy the podcast. And so if I've had an aha moment, Jeff, is that more important than 10,000 downloads? Absolutely. I would, I would say yes. So there are things that we can't perhaps quantify because I have to chuckle because I've had people who have written to me two or three years after they started listening. And so we sometimes don't always know our impact. And we, you know, we're like, oh, we got to have it right now. We're in this society like go, go, go. And I want results right now. And so sometimes it takes time. And, you know, you'll read about people who were quote unquote an overnight success that spent five years doing something. And so you have to take it back. Okay, well, let me look at how I have succeeded and let me know what I am doing and recognize that and acknowledge that. Do you find that that's a common thing with with the mentality that I had just brought out about saying, oh my gosh, you know, I, uh, I, I don't have as many downloads as this person or that person. And not focusing internally on the value that I'm bringing. Because again, that question wasn't designed to be about me or this podcast, but kind of to illustrate what maybe other entrepreneurs feel. So do you find that it's a common thing when they're turned out externally, when really they should be turned in internally and really judging their own journey based on where they have been to where they are now? Yes, I do. And so I do it too. I've celebrated when I've hit different uh, milestones for downloading episodes is just one example. But because I spend my money and my time and my effort on personal development, I've learned to say, okay, because, you know, every business that you're in, and I know of no one who this hasn't happened to, you're going to have laws. We are downsizing and my life is super crazy right now. And business is slowed and I'm eternally grateful. If it hadn't slowed down, I couldn't be the best Julie to support people. And so I trust that process and say, okay, it's slowing down for a reason. And I have to understand, as you mentioned a moment ago, no two journeys are the same. And yes, you need, if you aren't making any money, then maybe it's time to reevaluate what you're doing and look at it 
and from different external markers like that. And how am I making a difference? How am I helping people? You know, you can have a balance of the two. Let's talk about your journey and the process that you had to go through, because when you think about it, I have not really heard about somebody putting a career together like you have. (laughs) And so you've had to forge a lot of new territory, I imagine. And with that had to come a lot of doubt and uncertainty and all that other stuff, all those other negative things. And really probably not a really good blueprint for you to forge what you've done, but you've made something really awesome for yourself and the world. So I'd like to hear about A, am I right about that? And then B, how did you overcome any doubts you had? We will hear more from our guests in just a second. But first, Athena International has a big event coming up in October, and you should be there. Let's take a pause and get the details from event co-chair and Athena International board member, Sherry Jones. Want to enhance your leadership skills? Join us this October in the beautiful Hudson River Valley, New York, for the 2019 Athena International Women's Conference. We're celebrating the 20th anniversary of the Athena Leadership Model and the impact of the eight principles of enlightened leadership. Register at becomingathena.org. Yes, you are right. I'm going to tell you my first story that's true story that happened to me. I got guess I was in business maybe a month or two. And so I was out hustling and networking and I had an interview with someone to meet and find out what she did. And no joke, I sat down and the first thing out of her mouth was, I hate professional organizers. And in the past, I might have run away or and so I just said, well, why? And we ended up having this awesome conversation. And she said, because they're so wasteful. I was like, nah, you don't have to be wasteful. You can be green. And here's how you can incorporate eco-friendly techniques when you're decluttering and organizing. And I left that meeting. I'm like, ah, that's what I'm going to specialize in. And I was the first organizer professional organizer in North Carolina who specialized in eco-friendly organizing in both business and residential. And a couple of people said to me, you're, it's going to not happen. You are going to be dead in the water. No one's going to hire you. Well, not only did it happen, but I won a couple of awards for it. I won an award out in Los Angeles and that was just by being who I was. And so it's about taking risk and being like, you know, this is who I am. And I don't believe that you can separate who you are as a person from your business. I'd be very difficult. And so I took what I believed in was passionate about and was open to hearing criticism and what other people said. And as I mentioned, I think at the beginning, as my interests have expanded, as I have grown, I have incorporated that into my business. And so I think you can get, there are lots of resources out there like SCORE, for example, is a great resource that I utilized when I first started my business. And the guys I met with, they were cute as can be in these older gentlemen. And they kind of chuckled and they're like, you're going to do what? They had never heard of this. They had no idea, but still were there to give me an advice. And taking that and being okay, well, I'm going to figure out how to do it. And so lots of people to inspire me and would do that and just say, you know what? There are moments I have doubts, but that's okay. Let's feel the doubt. Let's own it. Let's recognize it. And then let's release it. I mean, I still have doubts today and I've been in business almost 10 years. So to the listeners that are maybe considering doing something really that's in their heart that they might be a little afraid to do, or maybe they're really afraid of doing it. 
and they need to step out because, as you said, even those gentlemen at SCORE were like, you're doing what? And probably mm-hmm. you had that reaction from a lot of people. You're going to do what, what, what's that? Professional organizing. So what would you say to a woman listening right now that's saying, I really think I should be doing A, B, and C, but I'm stuck in D, E, and F, but I've got a steady paycheck in D, E, and F, and not sure if I can really do A, B, and C. Maybe I'm just a little nuts. Well, what would you say to her as she maybe considers stepping into following her heart? Go for it. And what you do, I was in that position. I had the steady paycheck. And as I mentioned, it was such an awful place and I'm eternally grateful for them because they treated me so horribly. I thought, ah, I have nothing to lose. It can't be any worse than I am now. And if I fail at doing my own business, I can always find another job. And so while I was employed, I did different things. I made a list of all the things I do. Let's meet with score people. My brother is an SEO guy. So I was like, okay, help me do a website. So he was instrumental in helping that. So I wrote out everything. Oh, I've got to create an LLC. Well, how do I do that? And so over a span of 12 months, a year, I did all these things. So I would say while you're doing your thing, because most people don't have the luxury to just quit. They don't have a trust fund coming in or you know, perhaps they need the income for the household. So plan, take the time to plan. The other thing I'm going to suggest is find a mentor in whatever you're creating for yourself. Someone else has forged a path, not exactly like you perhaps, but what say, Hey, can I take you out to lunch? Can I pick your brain? I did that before I started my business. I think it's also key to network because people do business with people they like. And the one thing that I love about social media and everything is you can do network with anyone from anywhere now. I have clients in other countries now. Who would have thought of that? But we have that capability with technology. So get out and share your story, share your passion. And when people see that, they respond to that. And on the same note, I'd say, sell yourself short. When I first started my business and had no clients, which happened for a couple months, I would, wouldn't accept bartering. I just, or people wanted to pay me just a minuscule fee. And again, you have to do what works best for you. But what I had to say to myself and did say to myself was you have worth, what you do has value. And so I was able to say no to that. Now, again, I had put aside savings, I had planned, but it was important to me mentally physically, emotionally, spiritually, energetically, all of that to have a boundary and say what I do has worth. All right. Let's talk about end of life planning. You'd mentioned that earlier in the podcast. And by looking at your life from the end backwards, you had said that it allows you to live life fully. And I'd like you to explore that for our audience right now as to what you mean by that and why it does, in fact, allow you to really live your life when you plan for the end of your life. I believe in Western culture in America, we're afraid of death. Not all of us, but I'd say on a whole, we don't support aging. Like if you look at women who get a lot of plastic surgery, and again, this was out I say this without judgment, but what are we trying to stave off here? We're trying to stave off looking older. And so we're told, oh, once you reach a certain age, you know, you're worthless. And so I think there's this, in general, this aging attitude towards aging in our country that's not healthy. But so many times, like, we're afraid of death or it's kind of our head in the sand about it and we're all going to die. And so if we fully embrace that, 
then we can live our life. Okay, well, I'm going to die someday. So I'm going to go skydiving because you know what? That's something I'm afraid of doing and I'm just going to put myself out there and go for it. And from a practical stance, make the people you're leaving behind, make their life easier. I'm not super old, but I can't tell you how many friends I've had die that have left nothing and what a nightmare it's been for the people they love. So when you've planned for it, you have peace of mind, you don't have to worry like, Oh, am I going to have enough money for my kids if we were to die suddenly? And so it just kind of allows you to embrace everything. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It's uh, once you have accepted it, it's like you can just run really uh, fast towards the finish. Well, not too fast, <laughs> but but you can run. You can really run your race without worrying about really the finish. It's like you can yeah. enjoy the journey. Yes, I- yes. Yeah. Let's talk about your podcast before we head into some of the Athena questions. And I, I love your podcast, by the way. And I want to give you the opportunity to talk to this podcast audience about what clear your clutter inside and out is all about and what they can expect when they tune in. It is about really, I think I chose the name pretty well. It's really about inner and outer clutter. And I would say it leans definitely more towards your inner clutter and life coaching and talking about different things that I've gone through or different challenges my clients have faced. Obviously everything is confidential. So I change names and situations, but what gets me excited, Jeff, and why I do the podcast is I want to live in a world where everyone's sharing their gifts. And when we have clutter, we can't do that. And so what inspires me is having people change their lives. And so at the end of every podcast, I give take actions because I don't want you to sit there. You've listened. Fantastic. Now let's go take action and move forward. Give me one of the action items that come to the top of your mind from one of your recent podcasts. I'd love to hear one of them. Oh my gosh, I'm, uh, we're downsizing. And so I'm a a couple months ahead more than usual on uh, putting out episodes. Let me try and think, I don't know. I'm trying to think off the top of my head or something that I just did recently. So a take action might be begin a mindfulness practice. Feel your feelings. So for example, if you are really angry, feel that, own it and celebrate it. Many times, especially as women, I feel like, oh, you're too sentimental. You get upset too easily, right? And we're, and that's made to be a bad thing. And so, and especially if you are someone that's spiritual or you're on a personal development path, we're told that, you know what? Well, you should be above that because you're spiritual or you are religious. And that's not true. That's pushing the truth aside instead of saying, okay, I'm going to feel my feelings, express my anger and let it come up and out. All right. One more question. And then we're going to get into the Athena questions is that we always frequently talk to our guests with families and you have a husband and children, and you also have three rescued cats, Joey, Antonio, and Athena, which I, I love that we're on an Athena podcast, and you have a yes. cat, cat named Athena. That's pretty cool. But how are you able to balance all that as you have the demands of a business and all the other things in your life? And I imagine being somebody that is uh, an expert at decluttering, That helps a lot, but are there some other tips you can share with the audience as far as on your journey in trying to achieve a balance in everything? I've let go of trying to be perfect. I used to be a perfectionist and you know what? Sometimes you're going to have to take takeout 
or you're going to have to get a frozen pizza. And so it's kind of going with the flow and being like, okay, each day I've got to navigate. And so letting go of perfectionism, knowing that there are going to be bumps in the road and be like, okay, just a bump in the road. It's all good. Asking for support when I need it. And that was something I had to really learn how to do because it used to be very difficult for me to do that. And just trying to have fun along the way and being like, okay, it is what it is. And just being grateful for each day and each opportunity that I have. All right, let's talk about the eight Athena leadership principles. Of course, it's from the book, Becoming Athena, Eight Principles to Enlighten Leadership by Athena International founder, Martha Mertz. And uh, your principle is foster collaboration. What does that mean to you? Well, first of all, I have to say, I highly recommend the book. And I, Jeff, am someone that loves to read. And this was a bathtub book. And for me, the solace and my woman cave is a bubble bath every night. And I was like, I really want to savor this book and highly recommend it. So I was really excited when I got, oh, this is mine. Because I say time and time again, and I believe I've mentioned this in this interview, I love supporting other people. And I view my role as whatever I can do to support you. And then you can go out there and share your gifts with the world. And so when we, it's like that symbiotic relationship. When I support you, you support me. And when we believe in ourselves and we're out there doing it, we give others permission to believe in themselves. And I think it is so important And women need to step it up on this. And I'm very passionate about this. When I first started my business, I joined the local trade organization for what I do. And I was so disappointed that a board member slammed another professional and she's really well known and known nationally. And I was like, that's not cool. We should be supporting one another. So I think that it's really important from a let's support women view, but also from a business view view. I'm not the right fit for every person. I know that and recognize it. So I'd like to have, and I do have a cadre of people that I can refer people to that, you know what, I don't think I'm a good fit for you, but let's call this woman over here. I think she'd be a really good match for you. And I think that's so important because when you do that, then you're not coming from a mentality of scarcity. And it's been my observation that a lot of the times when we don't collaborate, that that's what it's coming from. Oh, there's not enough for me to go around. And that's not true. So I think it's really important that you foster those collaborations because it supports you. It supports the people you're collaborating with and supports everyone in the long run. And I got to make a personal comment about that book. And I know you'll agree with me on this is, is that it's so easy to read. I mean, there's Mm -hmm. a lot of information in there and you're going to learn a ton, but it just, it's just, and it's hard to describe unless you've read it. And like Julie, I really suggest that you read it, get it, read it. I mean, it's awesome, but it's hard to describe. It's like, I've never had so much fun learning it. The, it, the style of the book is awesome. Mm-hmm. I agree. So you've beautifully talked about the, how women are supporting other women. And that was actually the second Athena based question. And I mean, you wrapped it all into foster collaboration and that was great. But is there anything else you'd want to mention about uh, how women are supporting other women and how they celebrate it? Or did you cover that, uh, which I think you'd covered it very well, but did you have anything to add to it? I would just encourage people to mentor 
whether it is mentoring someone in business or in your personal life, taking the interest in a child. I just think that we can all help each other and be that hand up. Well, you've certainly been a hand up to this podcast that I have to say before we get into the resources that uh, ever since Julie became involved in this podcast, because you're part of the team that helps advise. And I just wanted to get that out there and, and wanted to personally thank you because the downloads doubled on this podcast after your influence uh came into the fold. So Julie, thank you for that. Well, I'm honored to be a part of it. And I know they're just going to continue to skyrocket. And I know you're supporting people right now. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's uh, the feedback that I get is awesome. And it's just, it's to me, I'm very grateful. You had mentioned gratitude earlier and I'm very grateful to be doing this. And so Let's segue into resources, uh, a couple of resources, of course, we've already mentioned. Definitely your podcast, Clear Your Clutter Inside and Out. Definitely SCORE, you mentioned that earlier, but are there, are there any other resources that you suggest women plug into? Absolutely. Now, I'm a huge reader. I love to read. I recommend The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. And I love that book. It's an easy read, but I read it every year. It is good advice to live by, not only in your business, but also in your life. I am a huge fan of Women Who Run With the Wolves by Clarissa Pinkola Estes. I think that should be required reading for all women. And she is a cantadora, which is a storyteller, and it is phenomenal. I also love Brene Brown. She has some wonderful books, but she also has this great video. You can see, I believe it was a TEDx talk, but you can see like a short two-minute clip or watch the whole 20-minute version, but it's called The Man in the Arena. And she talks about putting yourself out there and how someone is always going to criticize you. I've gotten criticized. I mentioned your voice, Jeff, because some of the criticism I've gotten is your voice stinks. And I'm like, hey, we live in America. Isn't it great that you can listen to anyone you want? If you don't like me, you can listen to someone else. (laughs) Yeah, you don't have to point your browser at uh, your iTunes link. Exactly. I, I like your voice, by the way. So let me get that out there. Thank you. It is much appreciated. But if you're having doubts, definitely check out her video. And then my other suggestion is find a coach and that you can work with, because what's really great about that is you can get an outside perspective, right? Because sometimes you mentioned we have those blinders on and can't see, and that allows you to be the best version of you. And you are a certified life coach. So if somebody did want to engage with you, how would they get a hold of you? If they just go to reawakenyourbrilliance.com, they'll find out all the good, juicy information about me. Well, that's great. And let's uh, get to our last question. Of course, I give the floor to my guest at the beginning, and then I have you take the podcast out at the end. And so, Julie, the floor is yours. Love to hear what you have to say to the audience as we wrap up. Fantastic. I would just say to remember, you always have a choice. I feel that many times people say, oh, I'm stuck in this job or I'm stuck in this marriage and I don't have a choice. And that's not true. You have a choice of whether or not you'll accept a client. You have a choice if you want to further your education. So get out of the mindset that you don't have a choice because in every moment you do have a choice. Know that what others do and say is about them and how you respond is about you because that can allow you not only clarity, but peace of mind. Be present as much as you're able because you can't control the future 
and the past has already happened and you can't change that. Perfect way to end the podcast. And Julie Caraccio, a fellow podcaster, but so much more than that. And I really appreciate your time tonight. Thank you very much for uh, joining me. Really enjoyed having you on. Thanks so much, Jeff. On the next episode of Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International, our next guest, her last name is spelled N-G, but the way she says it is uh. So it's Polly Uh, founder of Global Women Connect, and she's held a number of different global positions in small and large companies. But no matter where she's been in her career, she emphasizes the importance of giving back. Here's a bit more from Polly. I think no matter men or women, we should try to give back and to don't, do not mind to give more than we take. I think this is it's important because it's important that if we want to do something, change the world, we have to change ourselves first. Are you interested in becoming a guest? Check out our Being a Guest page at womenreallymeanbusiness.com. All levels of business accepted. We love a wide range of stories.